Oh, yeah. We're back with week two, Liz. Week dos. I don't think it's fair to say week two, though. I think we should probably say episode two because eventually I think we're going to get into a different posting routine. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's not going to be week by week. Maybe it'll be month by month. No, it won't be month by month. That's crazy. You're we, crazy. We like to talk way too much. True. So it's week two. And if you listen to last... Oh, I just said it again. It's the hard last to... last episode. Yeah. It's hard to break out of that. If you listen to the last episode, though, uh, I apologize. We're just figuring this stuff out. So give us some grace. I did make sure that all of my devices, Liz, are on Do Not Disturb. Mine's on, like, vibrate. So close enough, right? I feel like mine was on blast last week. It just was. full... Because you didn't also do your computer, that's why. Oh, yeah, true. But it's good now, so that's exciting. We got, uh, well, you got a drink. I got my little stress ball thingy. What are you? What cup are you drinking from, Liz? Today's cup is Bahamas, so mm-hmm. for those confused of why I always talk about my cups, I collect the Starbucks cup, and I do. Some people say it's cheating. I don't think so, but I have over 50 Starbucks cups, and a lot of the times, probably maybe half of them, Mm. people have given us because they see I collect them, and we have friends in the Navy, missionary friends, people just from all over, so I love the fact that I have so many cups from people because that means almost every cup has a story, so whenever I do, like if I get Texas, I think of Rhodey, and I will sometimes send him a text or a snap, or I'll like just say a little prayer over him because I know he's stationed, um, not overseas right now, but you know, just wondering about him, so I just love that every cup has a story, so... Yeah, that's my Starbucks cup collection story. Wow. So what are you drinking from today? Today is the Bahamas. So this is actually a us purchased one. Mm. So not as fun, but I think of all the fun times we've went on cruises in the Bahamas and yeah. Hmm. So it's still it's still a great story. Just not, you know, it's just us behind the cup, I guess. But that's okay. It is okay. It's still a memory. Bahamas was our first cruise. A memory of the sea, Liz. Yeah. A memory of the sea. I'm just going to get a quick stretch in. Okay. (laughs) Uh, So let's do a little weekly recap. Let's let people know what we've been up to, what we've been working on. Uh, This week, our team did a couple of really cool videos. Um, I can't say our team because all I did was stand in the back and take a, a picture that I would post on my personal social media to say, man, I'm just happy to be on this team. Uh, but uh, Anthony on our team crushed it, uh, making some some really cool stuff for a summer camp that's happening. And he also made a bumper uh, for a new series that we're working on, a new four-week series, finally. Do you even work then? Uh, I supervise mm. a lot of times. No, it, it does feel that way um, sometimes. This week I was trying to be nice. It's not the weekend, by the way. It's Tuesday when we were recording this on July 4th. So it feels like it's the weekend and I'm recapping the week and I just realized it's only been like three days. It's literally, yeah. Well, it's been one work day for me because we've only had a Monday, but anyways, this is a big Monday, I guess. So he did all that and wrapped all that stuff up, but it can feel that way sometimes. I'm not going to lie. I took a lot. I didn't take a lot off his plate yesterday, but I offered to do a couple of small things that he would normally do because I needed to fulfill my validation hole. Just kidding. No, I just really wanted to help him out. And that was the way that I could best help my team. So it's been a pretty good Monday. So far, so good. Pretty good week so far. How about you? 
I'm struggling a little bit. So when we did our first episode on Friday, that's when I started feeling sick. Mm. And it's just been kind of some kind of crud that's been going. And no, I haven't gone to the doctor because I only go to the doctor when I feel like I'm on the brink of death. I just hate. I literally, every time I go to the doctor, they're like, oh, yeah, you just have to wait it out. And, well, and they give, give you medicine. Not all the time. They just tell me to wait it out and I have to pay them money. And I'm just so dang cheap. Mm. But this time... I really thought I was sick because of possibly an addition to the family. And so I was really, really excited. Addition to the family. What do you mean? As in a baby. Oh. But Mother Nature showed up today. And so now I am sick and disappointed. <laughs> so struggling wow. a little bit. But this it's okay. is a... Well, this is interesting news, Liz. Um, I honestly can't wait. I was going to play it up a little bit. I can't wait for people to listen to this once they finally find it, which again... Because remember, we're not posting it on our personal social medias for correct. a while. Yep. Secret podcast listeners, you are getting a, a really cool glimpse into our life um, that we just want to talk through. But it's so fun because people up until this point in our life, y'all, we have not been on the same page about whether I want kids or whether she wants kids. We've never both wanted kids at the same time, but for some reason, it's just like the stars aligned a couple of months ago or maybe like no. a year ago. Yeah, this has been a year because I've always said yeah. we have to consistently want kids together for six months. Which has never happened. Which is not, we've been married 10 years coming September, so literally wow. in like two months. September 27th. Yes. That's our anniversary. Yes. So I've always <laughs> said we needed to consistently want kids for six months. Okay. And... We have consistently wanted kids for about nine months now. Well, maybe that's time maybe to almost have a, baby. a year. Yeah, right. <laughs> but um, so we really only have been trying for February, June. Wait, no, February, March, April, May. So five months. We've been kind of mm. trying for five months. So I think I guess it's been almost a year since we've been consistently on the same page. Because I got off of birth control in February. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, I'm excited that you want to talk about that a little bit. And I'm excited that you're okay sharing that. Because a lot of times I think people get a little bit, you know, they feel a little funky or embarrassed by that stuff. Yeah. So with me, I don't mind talking about it. I don't personally want to talk about it to people I am not close with. Not saying I'm not close to you listeners. But um, just kind of like in our circle. So since Taylor and I have been married for so long and we are a part of the church community, people just assumed we are infertile, which could be. We've never really tried to have kids until Target the past. Target is yet to sell fertility tests. They sell artificial insemination kits. Yeah. I just learned that. Yeah, so we, we've really <laughs> only been trying since February, so it hasn't really been that long. But being a teacher, I thought I was going to crack the system and try and get like a super long maternity leave. So last month and like this coming like past ovulation cycle, I just really was like, okay, all right. We got to do it. We got to get pregnant. Like I so I really, really wanted to get pregnant either last month or this month just so I could have like the super long maternity leave going into summer. So I really like I really thought I was pregnant this time and I was really excited. Number one, because I'm like, haha, I cracked the code. Number two, I really want a baby. And such a loose thing to say. Yeah. <laughs> and so it, it, it's, it's really disappointing. Um, 
thinking you are and then like you're not because I had the low immune system I was nauseous um prior TMI I was a little constipated so like I looked it's just like COVID guys when you look up the symptoms when we all was like do I have COVID and you hit every single symptom but it wasn't it (laughs) that's how I felt when I looked up like early pregnancy symptoms and I hit and I like kind of like convinced myself and I got my hopes up really high and Mm. boo and here you are but now I'm just kind of And I'm the only one that thinks like this, but so this coming ovulation cycle, then I'm like, well, then I only get four weeks of maternity leave before school starts. And I'm just going to be really upset, which this is how it's probably going to happen if I have this kid during summer and I don't get to use my short term disability. So I'm paying all this money for short term disability and I don't get to use it because I have the kid during the summer. You just described insurance as a whole. Paying yeah. every month for something that you I'm don't use. definitely not going to use until so, I do use it. But yeah, I probably don't not know. this time. I, I'm just uh, in short term visibility. <laughs> you have to pay so much money just for something to cover sixty percent of your pay. Gosh, so I'm like, is he? I don't. I don't get insurance. I don't either. It's fine. You do get insurance, though. I do. I just hate it. <laughs> I don't get insurance. You understand insurance, and it makes me frustrated. Yeah. 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 But yeah, so I mean, I'm a little disappointed. And then it's just one of those things. Do we, because you can kind of get a little say, it's all in God's timing, but you, you can activate the formula or not. You know what I mean? No, I'm scared to say that. You can choose when there's only a certain time a female can get pregnant. I understand now. Yeah. And so you you. can choose when (laughs) to try and activate the formula of having a baby during that time or not. Wow. And so now I'm kind of like, well, do we try and wait until, because I just want my short term disability. I want my six weeks free of work. Yeah. I don't want to have a baby. I don't want to be pregnant in the summer. That sounds miserable. No, that does sound pretty bad. I took Matias for a walk this morning at ten fifteen, and it was 90 degrees outside. I wanted to die. And then all my students who have summer birthdays, they get so upset because they want to celebrate their birthdays in the middle of the school year. Mm. So who knows? I am bullheaded enough to be like, don't touch me for this amount of months and try to like time pregnancy again. Sad day for, for me. You. Yeah. Sad test. <laughs> you have gotten, um, I hope I don't overshare and feel free, feel free to redirect me anytime you feel like we're getting too close to a nerve. Um, but it's been, it, just being honest, it's been really hard to, and I joked about it earlier, but it's been really hard to navigate your emotions through this process because you feel, I'll say just in our relationship, it's probably different for everybody else's, but in ours, at least it feels like you carry the weight of not getting pregnant way more than I do. Cause in my mind, and it's not even like a oh, sick, I get to have sex one more time. It's not even that for me. But it, it's like a, you carry this, it seems like you carry this like, hey, I'm not pregnant again, crushed. Oh, test again next month. I'm still not pregnant, crushed. You know, is that, do you kind of feel like that's that's on par? Um, yeah, so I've always kind of, well, I think one of the reasons why I was so hesitant to get on the pregnancy page is when people would ask me when I was gonna have kids and mm-hmm. for the longest time in our marriage, we were on the same page of we do not want kids. Yeah, it didn't bother us. Yeah we, yeah, we had no desire to have kids, which is perfectly okay. And people would tell me I would change my mind. <sighs> which made you 
definitely I'm not so change your bullheaded. mind. I'm so <laughs> bullheaded to the fall. And I was like, no, like you don't know me. I'm not going to change my mind. And so, um, and then I, you see so many other people get pregnant and it's like, they won't, it's almost like they force the hallmark moments in their pregnancy. Does that make sense? No, what do you mean? Like, and I know, I understand it's a miracle, but I just feel like they almost over-romanticize pregnancy. Like getting pregnant or the nine months, I feel whatever like months you carry it? I feel like all okay. of it, if that makes sense. And it could just be hmm. me being callous because of all the people who said, you know, you're going to change yeah. your mind. It's a miracle. It's worth it. Uh, then even when I was like, well, we're going to wait until we can afford it. And people are like, well, you'll never be able to afford it. Right. You'll never be ready. Blah, blah, blah. But well, Yeah, sure. But we I can feel, prep a little bit. Yeah. I feel like one of the reasons why we are both on the same page right now is because we can financially afford it. Like we already, since January, started putting money aside for daycare. Yeah. So can we talk just for like a hot second about that really quick? Yeah. So ironically, I I feel like I've been bringing up financial stuff in other conversations and, and stuff like this. So I'm pretty proud of myself. I'm usually not that guy. But something I'm really proud of us for doing um, is every month we automatic, I'm huge, massive on automatic savings. So we've got a couple of these automations set up to where at a certain date in the month, our checking account will transfer X amount into a specific savings account. And for us, we save automatically for vacation. We save automatically for retirement. We save automatically for, we call it daycare, but it's really just the little cushion. It's like the baby fund, the stork fund. Baby fund, yeah. yeah. So not, not necessarily even their college funds, just their diapers, cribs, all that kind of just baby stuff in general. Well, because neither one of our families, like we don't have a rich grandma who's going to mm-hmm. pay the $500 crib or the like yeah. however much stuff costs. So we do have an amazing church family, but like I don't expect Stuff's anyone. Expensive. So expensive. So like the big ticket item, we don't really have anyone in our life that's going to bless us with a yeah. big ticket item. So that's another reason why I'm like, let's go ahead and save up now because I don't want to get secondhand cribs and yeah. my second choice stroller. And you can't buy car seats new because that's not safe. I mean, old because Used, that's yeah. not safe. And so, I mean, I'm just really excited that I'm going to be able to decorate the nursery the way I want to, or if I wanted to not do because sometimes the cheap diapers give your baby rashes. So if I have sure. to do like the expensive diapers, it's fine. But yeah, but yeah, it's, I'm we, excited we about that. We kind of have that nest. I don't know if you call it a nest egg because I think that's referring to something else in finance. But we have that little cushion that we've been saving months for automatically. Mm-hmm. So it's not a, yeah, we're beating the status quo. We have, like, we're ready to have a kid financially, blah, blah. We just have a little cushion. Well, and that way, whenever we do have to pay for daycare, we don't have to try and like, how are we going to make this work? This we is a tough month, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, we kind of yeah. have that little cushion. No, it'll be tough. I'm sure there's stuff. We're not parents saying all this stuff. Yeah. So I'm sure stuff's going to be like, hey, uh, actually, you've got this hospital bill or you've got this doctor bill or you got this mm-hmm. thing that came up and you didn't plan for it. That's going to happen. Right. But it's nice to, that we have a separate fund right. just to cushion us. Yeah. So but, I apologize. I cut you yeah, off. That's fine. So just to kind of like circle back. So... I have just kind of like having that mind shift change. I have acknowledged some of the cliches to be a little true, if that makes sense. So because now I want to be pregnant, um, the idea of not being able to have kids 
kind of scares me and not saying like, you know, I am a baby maker, but I have found surprisingly that I do find a lot of identity in getting pregnant. Man, that's so weird to hear you say. I never thought that before because when we were like not really wanting kids, it was like, oh yeah, maybe we'll adopt one day. Or people would straight up ask me because they're rude. Can you (laughs) even have kids? I'm like, I don't know. Never tried. But if not, I'll adopt. And I would say it so casually, but that was without the desire of wanting to have a kid. And so, Hmm. and so now it's just kind of like that. It's that, in the back of my mind, what if I'm 31, we waited so long to even try to have kids, and what if something doesn't work, and now, like, we have to go through, like, the process of, but I don't think, even if something happens and we can't have kids, I don't think I would ever want us to do, like, IVF or any of the extra stuff. That just sounds like even more pain, Mm. but, like, we don't know. Yeah, who knows? I could get pregnant next month. It could be a year or two, and we're still trying to get pregnant. Right. And we do adoption. Who knows? You know what makes it all better, though? Facebook ads. Not Facebook ads, but Facebook friends that continue to post. Oh, oh my gosh, gosh we're everyone pregnant. is announcing their pregnancy right now. <laughs> it is so annoying. It's just like whenever you buy a new car, and then yep. now you see your car everywhere. So yep. now it feels like everyone is like doing Facebook, and we really want a girl. Loki really want a little girl. And so we have a girl name agreed upon, and the boy name, don't even say it, Taylor. We do but have a boy name no, picked out, too. He he has the boy name. He wants to, and I don't <gasps> like it. And so that's why I'm just praying for a girl. And so I feel like everyone is pregnant with With girls. They're girls all announcing, right oh, pink balloons. And I'm like, must be nice and so it's just kind of like learning to be content because we're very content with our life right now very much but we just really want a little girl but also it's just very discouraging that my facebook ads went from like baby stuff to now infertility stuff (laughs) and we don't talk about we don't ivf or anything like that i've never googled what if i can't get pregnant i've never googled um like any anything so about like weird. infertility or anything like that now i've googled like you know nursery items because i get i jump the gun and i get excited and i dream about like the future but nursery again, you should be getting more pregnancy yeah. ads for yeah, that i google like little like baby clothes and whatnot because what? i think about like what my little yeah. um kid is gonna wear oh yeah never once googled anything like that so it went from all these what you need for your nursery to know your fertility <laughs> health and IVF and like even like the onesie. Geriatric? I don't know. Something yeah, no, I'm not like there that. yet. But <laughs> even like the onesies of the baby is like made with love and like I guess the chemical with the IVF and Man, and yeah. I'm like okay Facebook. How did we get here? I was like you jerk. Okay so speaking of Facebook uh, maybe somebody's listening and they struggle with something kind of along this lines of, of dealing with that waiting period. So you, as a woman that is actively trying to get pregnant, is not right now, mm-hmm. not yet, and you see all of these ads, how do you kind of reconcile that in your head? How do you not get super depressed or super upset? And how do you stay content while at the same time? Because a lot of these are like friends. So yes. how do you celebrate them as well as not, you know, get super down and out about it? 
So, I mean, I mean, I still, I allow myself to feel sad. So feeling sad is not feeling discontent. Like feeling sad is okay. And it's encouraged. Mm. Like, so let yourself feel sad. Let yourself feel disappointed. Um, Sleep in sometimes. Dude, I slept in so long today. But also I'm like, I'm just, I'm also a little sick too. So you have to give me a little grace. Like you have yet to film a podcast where we've heard your normal quote unquote voice. Yeah, I'm still like a little raspy, but it's okay. And I have a speech impediment, so we'll never really hear my normal voice. <laughs> normal, quote unquote. Normal. But, um, so I, the only thing I was like, well, it, it wasn't our kid this month. Because if you think about yeah. it, there, an egg is different every single month with its own different set of like DNA. Mm. And then your sperm count is different every single time. You know what I mean? And it's mm-hmm. one sperm and one egg. And so I just think I'm like, it wasn't, it wasn't God's plan this month. And it's so hmm. gut-wrenching because I'm like, but God, I had everything planned. Like, especially, guys, if I was pregnant this month, I would have had the ultrasound around the time that my um, little sister passed away, like her death day. And so how poetic would that have been? And I did the 40-week count, and then the due date would have been around her birthday in the spring. You're such a planner. And I was just, I was like, this is God. Like how else but God can allow this timeline to happen. And so often we, we portray our plan onto God's plan, but that's just not how it is. Mm -hmm. And you can be disappointed while waiting for God's plan, but you just have to know, you can't let yourself get depressed. So there's a difference between being disappointed and being depressed. Okay. Talk about that a little bit. And so, I mean, I can be disappointed something did not happen and go my way, but I know God has a better plan. Being depressed is just letting yourself not bounce back up. It's not staying let, in that yeah. down feeling. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so we'll see if it happens in July this month. What? We'll see. Um, you might be the first to know. Just kidding. Our parents will be the first to know. No. But still. And I even told Taylor, I was like, once it happens, because there is, there's a thing called chemical pregnancy and plus 30% of people do miscarry. So I am prepared wow. for that. Um, st- like I might be one of those statistics as well. Um, so there's just, there's so I much. I never knew. 30% of pregnancies end in miscarriages. Uh, that I read it somewhere. Okay. I'm not willing to die on that stat. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, like yeah. but a lot of it is before people even know they're pregnant. Does that make sense? So they sure. they call it like a chemical pregnancy and some people call it a miscarriage, I think. Yeah, early but, pregnancy loss, okay. Yeah, so um so I'm prepared since I am an over tester about like the big strips on Amazon, like the big whole <laughs> strip the Sam's pack basically. Pretty much. Um so I am prepared to have like a a pregnancy test says positive and then I we go to the doctor and be like actually no there's no baby because that means the hormones were there but the egg didn't stick and mm. or grow and so some people call it a chemical it's it's classified as a chemical pregnancy but some people will say it's a miscarriage yeah so i just looked this up this is crazy so march of dimes um mm. they have an article or something that says uh, for women who know they're pregnant, about ten in excuse me, ten to twenty in one hundred pregnancies, so like ten to twenty percent end in miscarriage. Okay. What? Mm-hmm. Wow. But then that's just the people who know they're pregnant. So that means yeah. people miscarry even more, and they never even realize that they were pregnant. It does say that miscarriage, also called early pregnancy loss, is when there's a pregnancy loss before twenty weeks. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
So, I mean, there's just so many. And I didn't wow. realize how hard it was to get pregnant, being a high school teacher and seeing all these teenage kids <laughs> being pregnant. And they're like, it only happened one time. I call shenanigans. 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 Because, especially, like, I just knew... Because I started tracking everything in February when we got off of birth control. And so February, March, April, May, we weren't like not trying, but trying, but not trying, but not, you mm. know, just seeing like, oh, we'll see what happens. <laughs> but then like last month and this month, that's I knew. I knew when was this the is time. The one. Like Taylor literally said, this is probably TMI. He was like, I feel like a piece of meat. I was like, I don't care. <laughs> it's time. <laughs> It's time to do this. I gotta get this done. I was like, we gotta get pregnant because I'm just such a like a t- my timetable. Yeah, I was like, I was like, it's ovulation time. Go, go, go. And so, I mean, last month and this month. Well, I guess it was last month and the month before last, since month, we just July. found out. Yeah, we did everything physically within our power to get pregnant. It's true. And so, and I even went spiritual, guys, last month. So May, it was like I was like, all right, God. Oh snap. May we did everything with an eye power. Wait, hold on. Let me turn the lights down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> gotta um, pray. Altar, gotta pray. altar call. <laughs> and so, and so last month I was like, all right. Um, I was like, okay. I was like, God, we did everything in our power last time. But this time, like, it's all you. Like, only you can do this. Right. Um, I, I didn't tell you this, but even while we were. Don't you dare. I was like saying a prayer during it. I was like, all right, God. You prayed while we were having sex? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It was like, God, you can do Wow. I don't know how to feel about this. <laughs> because I really wanted it to happen. That's precious, though. <laughs> I even, like, like texted, like, three of my, like, um, really close, like, a couple of, like, three Aww. older women in the church that yeah. I really look up to for, like, spiritual guidance. I, I literally texted them, it's ovulation week, please say a prayer. So they're interceding for our sex life, essentially. <laughs> Pretty much. And so I, I was like, I was like, all right, God, wow. May, it was all on us, but June, <laughs> it's all on you. And so I just knew. I'm, like, yeah. so right right now <laughs> your face is so red because it was it was i didn't i wasn't planning to share that i'm glad you did but and we're not pregnant so it's true thanks god you have planning in the land of the waiting i like to call it the land of the hallway we're just waiting for the door to open we don't mm, know when it's gonna we're open just in the hallway i like that yeah so praise him in the hallway wow and there's your sound bite just praise him in the hallway yep Nope. But yeah, I mean, oh. it happens. And I feel like if I do have a miscarriage, it's going to be so devastating. I know that, but I want to be like super open and vulnerable about the walk with with it. Well, especially since it's so common. Yeah. Not common, I'd say, but it happens more than people think it does. Mm-hmm. So, but I mean, obviously, like, I feel like with any pregnancy, as, as we are on the same page and... Um, we joke. We pulled the plug. Uh, we pulled the goalie. Oh yeah, the goalie. <laughs> Pulling the plug. Oh, that's is, death. Is like the ventilator or Oops. something. We pulled the goalie. <laughs> but I mean, because then I think about that, because my little sister with special needs, and then um, we have some friends who um, have a little boy with autism, and then I just had another friend whose little boy got diagnosed with leukemia, and I'm like, I'm like, do we? So I'm like hesitating. I'm like, do we want to do this? Do we not want to do this? <laughs> You know, in uh, the great movie Hamilton, he's, George Washington is talking to Alexander Hamilton, and 
you know, he's all ready to fight. He's all ready to, to go to, to war and to prove himself. But he's super gifted at writing. Hopefully everybody listening has watched Hamilton. It's been a few years. If not, oh, it's, it's phenomenal. Fine. I don't, not that I'm giving away spoilers because it's history, sort of. Sure, yes, yeah, sort of is the key word. But he says, dying is easy, young man. Living is harder. Mm-hmm. And it's all those little things where you fight to get pregnant. And we've gone through just, I mean, we've really, if we're honest, we've only gone through a few months of actively really trying. And yeah. Well, and I think when we first, February, March, I had the idea to want to try and have a December baby for the tax break. So that was like my first... Again, such a list thing to say. <laughs> so that was like my first little taste of disappointment, but I was like, it's okay because I really wanted this, you know, like it would have been nice. Yeah. But yeah, last month and this month was like the the gut. Like I actually kind of cried whenever I saw yeah. the negative pregnancy tests. It's true. So we spend all of this time. I mean, some people spend all this time, months and years trying to get pregnant. They finally get pregnant. It's amazing. And then boom leukemia boom this other life altering thing so it's the whole thing is a challenge but life is a challenge and so i think that's why it's important to man i i obsess over trying to get better in almost every area of my life every day and a lot of people are like man you're so disciplined man you're so this but if i'm really honest i want to live a very long good life so I work out in my garage almost every single day and I'm walking Matias every day and I'm drinking a lot of water and I'm not at all watching what I eat. I, I could care less about what I eat, to be honest with you. And that's something I probably need to grow in, but I'm trying to read books. I'm trying to grow in my skills. I want to live a long, good life and I want to, I want to be around for a long time and I want to be worth a lot. And so I think it's important that even when stuff gets hard, even when stuff gets difficult, that we are still trying to learn, we're trying to grow, we're trying to improve. Because, man, there's so much that we can get depressed about, so many things that could go wrong. But instead of looking at all the stuff that could go wrong, I found a lot of encouragement in going, yeah, but what if what if something really good happens? Like, What if this happens and, and this works out this way? I saw a T-shirt and it literally just said, what if it all works out? I'm like... I love that. That is mind-blowing to think about. As a warrior, I always say I have like six contingency plans. You do. I'm like, what if it all works out? And then I'm like, but then I get so annoyed because I literally told Taylor, I was like, I'm so tired of hoping because you get tired of hoping so yeah it's true tiring yeah and then like that sunday at church we were singing how he's like the living hope and blah 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 it's like okay i get it god shenanigans no, i get kidding. it god like yeah but i mean it's it still gets you know it but it's still tiring i think that's why it's important to sing those songs mm-hmm. you have to speak that truth over yourself even in the garbage that you're currently seeing and walking through because if somebody else isn't going to encourage you you can encourage you Mm-hmm. I don't think people know how to do that very well, or they they don't do it very often. Yeah, but it's that's powerful. why I'm thankful for like worship songs and whatnot. You just dude, play them. Like if you don't know the words, they got them. Let it just wash. My thing. Okay, forgive me, but I, I'm an ex worship leader. I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Um, so I told that to somebody, and they go, "Ex worship leader," and I was like, "I still love Jesus you very much." You exiled from worship. Um, I just don't actively serve in that role anymore. But man, I just sometimes tell people. If you don't know the words and it's a new song, that's okay. Just let it just wash over you. Just let yourself hear that and let that truth get into your mind and then think on that all throughout the week. God, that's such a powerful thing. All right. I think it's time to wrap up, Liz. Because we have to go to a cookout. 
July 4th, what else are we going to do besides sit around all day, but, you know, watch fireworks and grill out and stuff? Eat watermelon. Watermelon. With tahini. True. Well, thanks again for listening um, to this second episode. Hopefully uh, something that we said encouraged you. Thanks for just joining the journey with us. Liz, thanks for being vulnerable. Yeah, no problem. sharing all that. You didn't have to, for sure. I made sure that I asked you, if you're listening, I made sure I asked her beforehand what is off limits. Um, But again, this is just a nice place where we can process this stuff and help people along the way. Because there's probably other people out there feeling the same way. Definitely not alone in this. No, it's true. So thanks again for listening. Be sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss episodes that we release because it's going to be random. We have no idea how often we will do this. We're still figuring it out. Yeah, it'll be at least once a week, but we're hoping to get some stuff uh, to you sooner than that so that you can kind of be on this journey with us as well. Also, be sure to rate this. Currently, we are just on Spotify, but we have applied to be on the Apple Podcast platform. And so once you see that up there, wherever you're listening, be sure to drop a review, drop a rating. It really helps us to get this stuff in front of more people so that more people can listen and be encouraged by this stuff so we can all learn and grow together right right cool well until next time we'll see you and if you're in the united states have a very happy fourth of july bye